Virgin Valley Artists Association welcomes you to the Art Box, recorded in our beautiful Mesquite, Nevada, and sponsored by the Virgin Valley Artists Association. Our association has something for everyone of all ages. Come and get creative with us at 15 West Mesquite Boulevard, or find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, or on Facebook as Mesquite Fine Art Center, also on Facebook, The Art Box. We're going to start our day two wrap-up episode with a little song from Sam Platts and the Plainsman. Hey, Steve, look who's here. Oh, my goodness. Hometown. Yes. Hey, Russ, come on over here. Hey, Russ. Yes. Great to see you. Well, it's good to and, see you. Oh, Thanks. my goodness. You were, we, we don't want to insult our other new best friend, Eddie. Oh. Because <laughs> he's really good. And we've had I, him here. I know. I know Eddie. Eddie, Eddie, yeah. Eddie Christensen. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah, he's part of the Cowboy Poets of Utah group that I belong to. Oh, okay. He's yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we, we interviewed him yesterday. And then we got him at breakfast this morning. And then Linda this morning, I forget the guy's name. What was his name? Um, we had an older gentleman. Um, you helped him get his meal and everything because he had a walker. But then he interviewed with us and his eggs got cold. <laughs> but he was a nice guy. He kept eating the eggs anyway. But he was more than happy to talk to us. 
He was the gentleman that got up yesterday and somebody was going to help him up to the stage. That was me. Okay. Because you got the, his wrong arm, he said, other yeah, right. wrong arm. Okay, oh, that was so it. So finally he decided to just stand in front of the stage. Uh, that was him, yes. Yeah. And he, he, it was amazing because his eggs did get cold. I offered to <laughs> get him another plate, but he started reciting a poem over breakfast this morning. And oh. I thought, that's a, fantastic. Yeah, it's usually not very hard to convince a cowboy poet to share a poem. Are we finding that out? <laughs> we are. So tell us about your Silver Buckle Award that you received. Uh, I won a, a Silver Buckle. It's a championship buckle at the National Cowboy Poetry Rodeo. Uh, I won in the category of uh, reciter humorous. There are four categories that you can win, uh, poet humorous, reciter humorous, poet serious, and reciter serious. And since I'm mostly a reciter, uh, that's the category that I did best in. And that was in 2019? That was in 2019 in Abilene, Kansas. That was the last one held. Uh, we haven't had one since uh, COVID. They're, they're uh, up in limbo right now trying to decide who's going to continue the tradition. So these are held throughout the country? You said, mentioned Abilene, Kansas? This, uh, this event is a, a single once a year event uh, started by my friend Sam Jackson from Kanab, Utah. Each year they've held it, they actually held it, uh, they've held it in, uh, I think, Oklahoma, Utah. It was mostly held in Kanab, Utah until the last four or five years, it was uh, taken over by a new group, and they, they're based in Abilene, Kansas, so the last few years have been Abilene. So you're here. You want to do a, uh, a poem for us? Sure, I'll share one that's not on my menu for the other uh, performances I'm doing today and tomorrow. So, And this is one, one of the early ones I, I learned. Uh, from my friend Phil Kennington out of Sandy, Utah, originally from Star Valley, Wyoming. He was a farrier uh, all of his life, and uh, but he was a very good poet. Uh, mostly humorous stuff, and I think I mentioned on the podcast before, not always politically correct, but uh, uh, wrote some good humorous poems, and this one I'd like to share is called The Skunk and the Cowboys. At the gathering in St. Anthony, a place my heart belongs, they was spinning ropes and telling jokes and singing cowboy songs. Oh, there was lots of poetry, both humorous and sad, but this year's theme was different. Variation was the fad. They had a contest going down at the county square. A skunk corralled inside a tent, and skunk scent filled the air. Now the contest rules was simple because $1,000 went to the man who stayed the longest with that skunk inside the tent. When we seize that easy money, we slaps our knee with glee. Then me and Bob and Charlie, we each paid our entry fee. Well, Charlie went in first, and 30 sec 20 seconds goes by fast. But when I heard him cussing, I knowed he couldn't last. He was a gagging and a wheezing. I could hear him cuss and swear. Then both tent flaps flew open wide and Charlie dove for air. He hit the ground a-rollin'. You could see him agonize. There was tears as big as biscuits rollin' down from both his eyes. 
Well, I'm up next. I figures that it can't be bad as death. I closed my eyes and grits my teeth and tried to hold my breath. I hear the judge accountant and he gets to 25. I'm getting weak and dizzy. I'm barely just alive. I staggers towards the tent flaps. This is more than I can bear. I may just die a loser, but I gotta have some air. I sucks in air for all I'm worth. I gag and cough and spit. And I dives out like an arrow just beyond where Charlie lit. We should have known Bob held the edge. He held an ace or two. He didn't have a wife or mother to tell him what to do. He was sort of used to odors, not the kind from hollyhocks, but the kind of you find at times when you forgot to change your socks. Oh, he weren't opposed to changing clothes. Although it made him stout, putting them on and taking them off, he claims just wears them out. Oh, sometimes Bob bathed in the spring. He figured that would do. But the last time Bob bathed in the spring was the spring of 82. <laughs> so when he stepped inside the tent and tried to win the prize and beat out me and Charlie, there was really no surprise. The seconds ticked by quietly. The tent was calm and still. It looked like me and Charlie'd lost that thousand dollar bill. Then both tent flaps flew open wide, and now things really stunk. And a-holdin' his nose with both his paws came that gaspin', gaggin' skunk. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Boy, this is a great way to start our yes, last day is, here. Huh? Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So what's on your agenda for today? Well, I'm going to attend a few uh, open mic and uh, po other poetry sessions here in the convention center, and I'll be performing at 2.30 in the open mic session uh, again here in the Silver Room at the convention center. Okay. Did you hear the keynote address yesterday? I didn't. I didn't even really know about it until okay. uh, it was halfway over. I did visits with some ladies at breakfast this morning that were very impressed with it, however. We were talking this morning over breakfast about the fact that perhaps learning poetry and reciting it from memory helps guard against cognitive issues like Alzheimer's and dementia. Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I've heard it said that uh, memorizing helps with your cognitive and helps slow the onset of uh, dementia or Alzheimer's, those sorts of things. I know that I'm pretty sure that it's helping me stay a little uh, more mentally alert, but it's there's a lot of work to it. Memorizing uh, poetry, at least for me, is not, a, not an easy job. I have to work really hard at it, but once I get it memorized, uh, it usually stays with me. And uh, not only that, but I have a, a list that I pin up on my shower wall. And every morning when I shower, I will recite two or three of my poems during my shower so that every 10 or 15 days, I've reviewed every poem that I know so to keep them fresh in my mind. That's great. I, I wondered how the cowboy poets can memorize so many poems because every show we've been going to we might see the same poet but totally different poems just to change gears like that and yeah, you remember never, never seem to hear the same one 
Yes. No, no, there's, there's uh, a lot of the poets have, have a pretty large repertoire of poetry. Others, uh, as I saw in uh, some of the open mics yesterday, read the poems, they never, never memorize them. We had a, we used to have a couple of poets in our group in, in Mesquite, excellent poets, but they, they read their poetry in it. And at one point, uh, we donated a teleprompter to the theater there in Mesquite so that they were able to read their poems on the teleprompter and not, not have to have a book or a page in front of them. And that worked out very well and helped them and helped the theater. Okay, what a great idea. Russ, every time I interview somebody, I want to uh, have a new career. For example, I told Steve the other day I want to interview a showgirl because I want to do that now. Because now I want to be a cowboy poet. What advice would you be, would you give to a beginning cowboy poet wannabe? Well, if you're if you're talking about uh, reciting, you want to get you know find good poems to recite. If you're talking about writing cowboy poetry, you want to find some guidelines because uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of people out there professing to be cowboy poets, but uh, there's nothing pastoral or or western or cowboy-ish about some of the poems that I'm hearing. But uh, but true cowboy poetry has a, a rhyme and a meter, and uh, has some parameters that you follow to 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 make it cowboy poetry. So you need some guidelines if you're going to be writing. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking with us this morning and reciting another poem from memory. Well, it's nice to visit with you guys and see you this far away from home and hope you enjoy the rest of the uh, gathering. Here. Yeah, we've, we ran into another, Mes well, I think she got you the other day going out. There was a lady from Mesquite. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I did, I did meet her and she's she didn't know about our show there, but now she does. Now she does. She's planning on coming. I've actually uh, found three or four people here now that are planning on attending our show because I mentioned it to them. Well, after they <coughs> saw, just, just between you and me, we won't put this on the air, like Connie <laughs> Chung. Um, after they saw your performance, they got to come to Mesquite and yes. your show. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, Russ. Have a good day, man. Well, you too. You thank guys you. Uh, keep it up. So this is our Thursday evening wrap-up show. How did our day start? It was fantastic, Steve. The keynote address was given today at the convention center, and Joy Harjo gave that address. She's the 23rd United States Poet Laureate, and she's the first Native American to hold the position. Her nine books of poetry include An American Sunrise, How We Became Human, and She Had Some Horses. She read a poem for us during the keynote address that was in the book, She Had Some Horses. It was extremely moving, and as I told her today, her poetry reaches your soul. That was really good. She kind of set this theme for where we're at now. It's been about horses. 
it's about poetry, it's about people, but there's a lot of there's a lot of horses. These folks cherish their horses. They sure do. She also writes a lot about the heartaches, losses, and humble realizations of her poet Warrior Road. And she talked a lot about mapping, Steve, mapping your life, yes. mapping your sacred areas. She's also chancellor of the Academy of American Poets and board of directors chair of the Native Arts and Cultures Foundation. And she's quite accomplished. And she set the tone. After that, we headed over to a poetry open mic. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was. Actually, we, we garnered three separate podcasts out of that. One with our own Russ Westbrook, Glenn, and then we had Eddie Christensen. And then, of course, Karn, who's sitting across from us over there doing her work. She's always working. She got us Waddy Mitchell, certainly one of the superstars of the show. And one of the founders of this cowboy poetry gathering 38 years ago. And Waddy came to us with his wife. And she kind of watched over to make sure that uh, he didn't say anything bad. <laughs> I don't think that was happening, but, but she was here with him. We had a long day. We started early. One of the first shows we watched were some, was Some Things Never Change. And it was some of the younger poets, including Dakota Holdaway, Annie McKenzie, and M.L. Smoker. Then in the evening, we watched Roots and Routes. Roots and Routes, and that's probably the first poetry rap we ever saw. And I think that was um, by Sam Platt and the Plainsman. Again, Annie McKenzie was in that one. Yes, she was. So that was our second Annie McKenzie. Then we got a third Annie McKenzie. And then we're going to have Annie McKenzie tomorrow on a podcast. That's right. So it's a pretty exciting day. It was a long day. You know, we came in Wednesday and we just started working uh, after the seven-hour trip. I went to bed about 8.30. Steve stayed up till about midnight. Last night again, I went to bed. Steve stayed up. No, Steve was asleep by 11. By 11, wow. Okay. I put on a podcast and I remember them saying hi, and that's about it. <laughs> Yeah. Thursday was our Thursday night is long. Thursday day is long. Thursday was a long day, but it was a great day. We had some fantastic interviews, saw some great shows, and we're starting to get a feel for what's going on here. There's so much enjoyable cowboy poetry, but there's a much, much deeper meaning below the surface of what we're seeing, and, and we're just starting to scratch that surface, I think. Yes, we are. One other thing to mention is that because I went to bed at midnight and I got up like 20 minutes later than you and it took me a long time to get ready because I'm so fussy about my hair <laughs> is that you got to do an interview at, at breakfast. I did. Yeah. Yes, I interviewed Samantha who is a long rider. And so she was able to describe what she does as a long rider and I had no clue, Steve. They travel a thousand miles on their horses. Yeah, so, and I think you sent me a link where she's about ready to do a 550 mile ride across the Silver State. Well, she already did that. Oh, she already that's, did that? That's a historical link just to let you know about her. But she rides alone just on her rescue horse and with her border collie. And I also want to mention who we met on Wednesday, but we talked more yesterday is there's this guy here who keeps showing up 
and his name is Larry, and he is a DJ. And he has, he's given us some tips on interviewing people. And, and yes. he's, yeah, and we actually need to sit down with him. I don't know whether we will not or not now. So we met him Wednesday, but we talked with him today. For Thursday. And it's back to the hotel to hopefully get some sleep. And um, you got somebody lined up for breakfast tomorrow morning? No, I thought we played by ear. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure, I bet we find somebody good. Sounds great. That's it for the art box on day two of the Western Cowboy Poetry Roundup in Elko, Nevada. And who's sponsoring our trip here? Nevada Humanities and National Endowment for the Humanities. And we thank them. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Broadcasting from Mesquite, Nevada, in the scenic Mojave Desert, the Art Box sponsors thank you for listening. To find our next and past podcasts, find us online at mesquitefineartcenter.com, where all accompanying images and links are available on the Art Box page. Questions, comments, opinions, and concerns can be sent to artboxvv at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of its hosts and guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the Virgin Valley Artists Association.